Okay, take your Bible, if you would please, tonight, the book of Philippians, chapter number, uh, number four, Philippians, chapter number four, and uh, I want to try to uh, talk to you tonight about the battle of the ages, the battle of the ages. I want you to think for me just a minute, everybody in here, I want you to think just a minute, okay? How many of you don't mind thinking? Okay. I want you to picture in your mind a rhinoceros standing in the middle of the Mojave Desert. I want you to just picture that for just a minute. I mean, just, I mean, get into it. Uh, a rhinoceros. Now, you can't do that if you're talking. Okay? Let me talk and you listen, okay? Picture for me just a minute a rhinoceros in the sands of the Mojave Desert. You got it embedded in your mind, right? Now, change that to a giraffe. done it? What about the rhinoceros? Can't think of both of them at the same time. To think of the giraffe, you got to get rid of the rhinoceros. Can't think of both of them at the same time. Did you know you're going to have one thought at a time. And some psychologists and some doctors says that you have as many as 10,000 thoughts a day. <clears throat> 10,000 thoughts a day. Have you ever thought of that? If you can only have one thought at a time, why waste it on a bad one? On a negative one? On a hurting one? On a sarcastic one? The battle of the ages is not World War I, World War II, the Korean War, or even the wars we're fighting today. the most horrible battle goes on continually in your mind. Somebody wants it. Don't take long for a bad thought to enter, does it? It just don't take long. Do you know that your mind is never in neutral? Somebody said, man, I wish I'd have thought before I did that. You did. No action without a thought. Can I read you something? Do you know the devil would 
do anything tonight and tell you anything tonight and lie in any way to you tonight just to get in control of your mind. Anything. He, would, he will do anything to get your mind. You see, there's a battle going on right now. Let me read for you now. And don't get mad at me. Most of you folk already look like mad at me. I said, you're talking to me. Now, you've got that right. You have that exactly right. I am talking to you. Because the Lord's been talking to me about it all day. So now it's my time. Notice Philippians chapter 4. How many believe the book? I mean, you really believe the Bible. I think one of these days I'm going to preach on this subject. Bringing a penknife to a sword fight. It'd be good, wouldn't it? You know, so everybody's taking penknives and just believing part of the Bible they want to. And they underline their favorite verses, but overlook those that talks about them and tries to help them. Let me read for you now, if you would please. I'm going to try to read for you in Philippians chapter number 4. And the Bible says in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the God of peace, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Anybody believe that? Then he says, now let me help you a little bit on how to get that done. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are good, real of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise. Do you underline your Bible? Do you have a mark in your Bible? Well, these would be... <laughs> Some of you folks are using your iPad. You know how to mark on <laughs> I don't. I think maybe you can zip across there and it'll turn a different color. I'm not too sure. Think on these things. Pure things, honest things, lovely things, good report things. Think on these things. Verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you are also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be, that'd be a good word to underline, content. I know, Paul said, how to be abased, and I know how to, be, how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am 
instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, if you just turn back about a page to chapter 2, I'd like to leave you a verse with you for just a minute, and then we're going to div into this thing, and I hope maybe it'll be a blessing to you tonight. And please, I have no particular situation to preach this except all of us need it. Verse 5, chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And I was thinking today and praying and studying, and Andrew and I was talking today, and it is sure it's a lot easier to be in a, in a series or teaching a book or preaching through a book. That way you... You always know what you're going to do next. But sometimes uh, it's just good to take a topic and take a scripture and several scriptures and deal with that, with that subject and that topic. Uh, if you've been at a place as long as I've been here, you've just about preached in every book in the Bible. I read today that students of history love to study the various battles that have been fought throughout history. And, uh, you know, on the military channel, you can see the greatest dog fights. And I turned over there and expected to see two bulldogs all locked up jaw to jaw. But that wasn't what I found. So uh, I... Uh, I, but, you know, the, the students of history really, really love to study the different battles and the, the battles in the air and the sea and on land. <clears throat> but I, I submit to you tonight that the battle of all the ages, and there's been plenty gory, but bloody battles. You know, I, I went and watched the movie... Uh, the Civil War, I think the name of it was. There is no way R.G. Lee or Grant could get me to fight like those guys fought. They didn't know what a tree was. They just stood out there in the middle, man, just blasted away. It was the goriest, bloodiest. It, it was a gatose thing. I, I just... I just wanted to leave. It was, it was terrible how the people would just stand in line and just shoot and dead fall and shoot and some more. Not me, buddy. I'd have been behind a rock. I'd have been in a ditch so deep you could not even see where I'd been. 
And they'd say, well, you're yellow. I'd say, no, I'm alive. But the most terrible battle, I think, is not World War I or World War II, but is being fought right this evening and has been fought ever since Adam and Eve was put on this earth. And that's the battle for your mind. The wise man said, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Is it possible for a homosexual to be saved? Got your attention, didn't it? Some of you were asleep. Is it possible for a whoremonger to be saved? Well, I didn't get any amens on the homosexuals. Has something happened to the mind of America? Are we witnessing things tonight via our television that my mother would have spanked me for? if she'd caught any of that material in my possession when I was a kid? Are we allowing our children to watch things that 15 years ago we wouldn't have watched? What's happened? We've grown up. We've got more mature. We are more tolerant. Or have we gone the other direction? I'm just saying tonight, uh, many folk are not aware of this, but there is an amazing machine between your ears. It's called a brain. It has more ability to store information than the Library of Congress that has 17 million copies. And your brain can store more than that. Three-pound machine. A wonderful, amazing little machine between our ears called the brain. Nothing happens in your body that just does not first occur in your brain. No step, no blink of the eye, no movement at all that does not first originate and is activated by your three-pound brain between your ears. Every action, if I take a step down these stairs, my brain has already initiated the step. Some of you folk look like you didn't know that. 
Nothing takes place in your body that does not originate and is activated by that little thing between your ears that has even today psychologists, psychiatrists, and most scientists so absolutely stumped they still do not understand thought process. And yet, as mysterious as thought process is, Paul said there's someone that can keep your hearts and minds in the right direction. And there's also someone that can keep your hearts and minds going in the wrong direction. A tremendous battle tonight is being waged for your thoughts. Because your thoughts will eventually produce an action. We might say, oh, I wish I had thought of that. You did. <laughs> the devil wants to steal the minds, men and women, boys and girls. He'll do it in two ways. Number one, the devil wants to steal your mind through the sinful world that keeps crying out to we who are saved, follow me. Follow me. Don't you dare say you haven't thought of that. Don't you dare say I'm too religious and too sold out to Christ for that. Well, it didn't stop you lying. And the devil, now listen kids. Don't listen to anything else. The old man says, you need to listen to this. The devil will do anything to steal your mind. He will use anybody, anything, because when he gets your mind, he's got you. He's got you. And you won't like his payday. You won't like how many little girls have been fooled by, if you love me, prove it, only a few months later to find out she wished she hadn't proved it. And he proved he really didn't love her because he's gone. Where's that start? Starts in the mind. She was just teenage girl living with some more teenage girls in a dorm. She had just graduated from college, and I mean from high school, now she's in college. And just playing around, the girls began to kiss each other in the mouth. And they began to like it till that wasn't all they were doing. And now they're all lesbians. 
Star Trek, yeah. Star Trek. You say you shouldn't say that. You shut your mouth. Somebody needs to say it. Through the influence of this world, the world is yanking and pulling, towing and yanking at our Christianity. Well, I don't need to go three times a week. My soul. What do they think I am? I don't need to read my Bible every day. Uh, I can read our daily bread and take off. Hey, you need his daily bread, not somebody else's. You say, I can't understand it. You'll understand more than you can live. Try it. Don't let the devil throw that at you. Secondly, the devil will not only try to steal your mind through the pulling and the tugging of this old world, but he'll also steal your mind through the pulling of the flesh that you're walking around in. Me. Mine. Make me happy. Treat me right. Give me a hand every once in a while. Flesh, flesh, flesh. This stuff right here. This stuff it likes to likes to yell back. This stuff that likes to get even. This stuff that thinks we're better than somebody else. This, this, this. I'm glad my daddy told me one more degree didn't put any more pig in the poke. Amen. Listen to me. I got more degrees than a thermometer but I'm the dumbest guy around here. You need to realize that you don't have to, you can be real smart and real dumb at the same time. Amen? And don't you dare let the devil put in your mind that you're superior to anybody else around here. That's flesh. And that flesh has done, robbed you of the power of God. The crying shame is tonight. Many have already lost the war and the devil has got them right where he wants them. Let's you and I take a look for a minute. Is anybody mad at me yet? Please stand up and say amen. Praise God. I'm glad I'm mad at you. Okay, good. Listen to me. I'm just trying to help you. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you to realize that to the devil you're somebody special and he wants you. He wants you, every bit of you, and it'll start right there. Notice, first of all, that the devil, the devil already has some because they have surrendered to the devil. In your Bible now, I want you to take a look. Romans chapter number 1. Take your Bible and turn there with me. Romans chapter number 1. And I want to show you there are those who have surrendered already to Satan. And I want you to watch this. Now, Romans chapter number 1. And, and I know that uh, you, we're going to have some flack over this, but I'm the greatest flack man in the world. Verse 18, Romans 1. Now, watch this. Watch this. There are those who have already surrendered their mind to the devil. The Bible says in verse 18, 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful and became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to the corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up. Would you like to underline that? God gave them up. Could I ask you a question now? Did God know what he's doing? I got a weak amen. Did God know what he's doing? Okay. Gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up. Could I ask you something? Does God know what he's doing? Does God love everybody? Does God want to save everybody? Are there those who have stepped over the line? I'm, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I'm just asking. God gave them what? Gave them up uh, unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the era which was meet. For even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Would you like to underline that? Reprobate mind. You mean there's some folks that God has given over to a vile, depraved mind? God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 
Now, could I read to you what people with a reprobate mind does? You said, I know, they're gay. Maybe I'll read the rest of the list. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, and whispers, backbiters. I'll do this. I'll do this. You do that in choir practice, not in the church service. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. What a list. Are there some people that God has given over and given up? It's easy for us to look at those gays and say, yeah, God give that bunch up. Who's controlling your mind? See, the war is still going on tonight. Amen. Why does preachers take advantage of wives that belong to somebody else in a counseling session and take advantage of that woman? You say, well, just... Wrong guy, wrong woman, wrong place, wrong... Oh, don't start that stuff. David didn't just happen one evening to realize that Bathsheba lived next door. He'd been watching HBO for a long time. Maybe Cinemax or something after hours. What are you watching? Well, I'm an adult. I can handle it. David was an adult. He handled it. But he didn't handle the little boy dying for him well. And he didn't handle the news that Ammon had raped Tamar. And it sure didn't go over well when Absalom killed Ammon. Hemi left him hanging in a tree. Joab killed Absalom. That didn't go over too good. I just wonder tonight, and please don't let me upset you, but I want you to underline that word reprobate mind, if you would please. God, in his word, mentions that three times. You do know that. God mentions reprobate mind three times. I'd kind of like to read them to you, if that'd be all right. First of all, we've read here in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, that God had given them over to a reprobate, reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 
And even digress, notice in verse 32, when the mind's gone and when the devil's got your mind, watch this. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Why could, why in the world do we take Christians who actually, I believe with all my heart at one time, was in love with Jesus all their heart? Maybe on a computer, maybe out in the workplace, and all of a sudden they think nothing at all about fornication. But they condemn homosexuality. Preacher, you take a stand against that. Don't you think anything about shacking up? Something's wrong with our thinking, folks. Something's wrong with our thinking. Because that's not godly thinking. That, 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 that's not right. Look at, if you would, please, in 2 Timothy 3, 8. 2 Timothy, over in your Bible, 2 Timothy 3 and 8, and I'm just about finished. Because, uh, you know, some of this stuff you don't you don't know pass up too much because it kind of chokes on people. Second Timothy 3, and I read for you verse 8. Now as James and Jambres understood Moses, you got it? So do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Prior to that verse, you can read the list that is mentioned. Then in Titus, chapter 1 and verse 16. Chapter 1 and verse 16. Please, let me, let me caution you. Don't just let your mind wander. Don't pump trash in. You're not that spiritual. You, you, you're not that strong. You, you can't fight the devil on his turf. You can't do that. I can't do it. And you can't do it. Notice Titus chapter 1, verse 16. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and unto every good work, What's the next word? Defile. Unprincipled. Now notice, let's make an application. Not to just the homosexual, but to anyone who does not have a desire to do what God wants them to do. Reprobate. Unprincipled. Defile. You know anybody like that? Uh, they've already lost the battle. 
they've already surrendered. And in their heart, they know it's not pleasing to God. And in their heart, they know one day they'll be judged for it. But they get, get they can't get past the moment. They've just got to appease the flesh and enjoy it. Chapter 1 of Romans, verse 32. Knowing the judgment of God, yet do it and have pleasure in it. I've heard people ask, how could anyone do such a thing? Like having a sex change. How about abortion? Homosexuality. Fornication. Sex outside of marriage. Adultery. Sex inside of marriage. Outside of the husband's bed or the wife's bed. How could anyone do that? Well, you keep saying no to God, and you'll find out. If I keep saying no to God, what would life be like? if God took his hand off of you and left your carnal, sinful mind to run its race, how vile could we get? How low could we stoop? What unseemly things could we do? If God were to say, I'm tired of missing you. What? You see, the devil is not playing with us. He is as a roaring Roman lion seeking to what? To what? The way we live, all he's going to do is maul us and let us go. But he's not in the mauling business. He's in the destroying business. If he can get one party in the home, a wife or a kid or a husband, if the devil can just get the mind of one individual in the home, the home's gone. It's history. I'd hate to think that God drew a line in the sand. Said, now when you step across that one, you're on your own. Would that happen? He told Noah. God's spirit shall not always strive with man. And 100, 
20 years. God drew the line in the sand, and everybody's going to get on, got on, and everybody else got wet. Well, God wouldn't do that to America, hasn't he? Who's controlling America's thought patterns today? How many atheists and agnostics do we have in Washington, D.C.? compared to the Christians. Who really is running the country? You say, God's in control. Well, but God may be letting somebody else do the driving. Well, I'm just saying, and I don't want to stop on that, on that note because everybody be rat-packing me in the parking lot. But there are those who surrendered their minds to the Lord. Now, you listen to me tonight. One of the two is going to have your mind. Either Satan or the Savior. Amen? You remember that rhinoceros? To get rid of the rhinoceros, you had to put the giraffe in its place. God didn't do that. You did. Are you still thinking about the rhinoceros? You see, if I was thinking about whooping Jim, reason would say, have you seen how big he is? And it would not take long for me to put out of my mind whooping and just turn around going back to the pulpit. I've got to change the thought. I am responsible and very capable of controlling the thought, the mind. All 10,000 of them. I am personally responsible to Jesus Christ, my family, Joshua Baptist Church, Johnson County. Everybody watches me and hears me preach. I am personally responsible for every one of those 10,000 thoughts. And I have the power to think right. Stinking thinking leads to stinking doing. You ever heard me say that before? Stink. And boy, isn't the devil smart to slide in some of the most, well, I wonder if the preacher really loves me. He wouldn't preach me like that if he loved me. Well, I wonder where old so-and-so went. wonder why old so-and-so ain't here. Remember, I preached a sermon one time entitled, Whatever Happened to Old Brother So-and-So? His name was Demas. He hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. You know what addiction is? You know where addiction is? It's in that three-pound thing between your ears.
You know any addicts? I'm trying to help you, but uh, it seems like some of you are trying to shove it back. Verse number, verse number eight, I think, is I want to read it for you, and I'll close. So, so very important. Finally, brethren, this is Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Someone has said, let the master of the mind be the master of your mind. I read a quote recently that says, Now a bird may fly over your head, but you don't have to let him build a bird nest in your hair. You get the drift? A thought may fly through your mind. Don't entertain it. Don't let it stay there. If it's not an honest thought, a pure thought, a lovely thought, a good report thought, don't let it stay there. Well, I know why she did that. No, you don't, because you're not in her, you're not between her ears. She did that because of that thing between her ears. He did that because of that thing between his ears. Did you ever have a bad thought? How long has it been? He said, somewhere between the rhinoceros and the giraffe. <laughs> Be honest now, right? They come, man. The devil bombards us with them. It's not enough we go home and watch television and we're bombarded with evil, dirty, vile things. How many people have you seen killed this week? Yeah. All you got to do is watch one television. You see murder beyond murder. I was a kid, they wouldn't let a husband and wife sleep in the same bed. Now everybody sleeps in the same bed. You know what I'm talking about? And we sit around here and give room to the devil. And what used to be bad and what used to be ugly and what used to be sin and what used to damn people, we permit it now in our lives. And wonder why our kids doubt our stand for Christ. I don't know how many of my preacher friends have bit the dust all because one guy told me, and he's a good friend of mine, and he, he got involved with a with a lady in his church that used to be a member of my church. And I said, what in the world, did, what did you ever, whatever come upon you that you did that? Well, when I was in Vietnam, she went out on me. 
That's a real good reason. I'm sure that's going to stand up real good at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? You know what happened? The devil got there. Now, he was a good man. He just started thinking wrong. You know how many thoughts started that? One. One thought started on that. Well, he just thought maybe he could get even. No, that wasn't it at all. He just let the devil get to him. And it happens every stinking day. But now tomorrow when you get up, the battle starts all over again. Hmm? Brand new day, brand new battle. Hmm? Well, this church ain't what it used to be. It's probably because you're not what you used to be. You ever think that? Said, well, day, I think preacher's changing. My God, have you seen my hair lately? Yes, I am changing. <laughs> or what used to be my hair? Yes, I am changing. But stick around, slick. Yours are going to leave, too. Amen. I just hope you're as pretty as I am when you're 74. <laughs> as a man thinketh in his heart, so easy. Don't you lose the battle. Don't you let stinking thinking start to lead to stinking doing. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus.